Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Welcome, everyone, to our Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast. My name is Eden, and I'm here with Summer. Yes, Hi. with Summer. <laughs> Introduce yourself. No way. Okay. okay. <laughs> so my name is Summer. I'm 25, born and raised in the church in Temple View, Hamilton. Love it. Nice. Well, it's good to be with you, Summer. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Here today in our podcast, we wanted to talk about real life experiences that help us to learn things mm-hmm. spiritually. I feel like everybody has experiences like this in their life. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we've all got trials in our lives. And I think at the level that we experience them at, yeah. it might, might differ. And how people could experience the same thing and just come out of it differently. Way different. And deal with it differently too. Exactly. Yeah. There's no one way. And it's all about the learning as well. One of the apostles was saying difficulties in our lives should be treated as learning experiences rather Mm. than things that we should hate. They are for our learning and to grow as well. Yeah, and I think sometimes we don't talk openly about those experiences Mm -hmm. or we might feel like we're the only ones going through stuff or the only ones experiencing things. So today we wanted to talk through experiences and help people feel like they're not alone and talk about the process of overcoming difficult things and Mm. what that looks like yeah because I can guarantee that my experience is not an experience that I've experienced by myself like other people would have definitely gone through this Mm. for sure or like something similar in that fact yeah but to talk about how you've dealt with that and how Mm. you've overcome and the things that you've personally learned talking about those things together can help all of us to learn a lot the experience I'm going to be sharing and the lessons that I've learned is um, actually going through my divorce, which was tough. It was really, really tough. But just the learning experiences and lessons that came out of that and how I dealt with that and how church fit into that. Being a member who grew up around so many young couples but also happily married couples and right. and seeing them, how their relationships grew and then the experiences that I went through. How mm. I felt, yeah. Where would where would you say it all began? Or where's a good place for us to start? Oh, goodness gracious. When it first happened, I was in my last year of uni. So on top of going through this personal experience, I was going through quite a lot of studying. Mm. If anyone's done any sort of study, when you're so close to the end, you can literally see it, you can taste it, but there's still all of those hurdles that you have to go through in order to finish. I feel like it gets more intense near the end. Yeah, like it, it gets easier but also harder, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. That makes no sense, but you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And so on top of the academic stress was this underlying personal stress. So just going through those sort of things on top of each other, it just kind of yes. compounded. So being a member, growing up in the church, having moved away from home, realizing that church is somewhere that I did want to be going through this personal trial was probably the first time in my life where I did not want to go to church Mm. and that was a hard reality for me it was just it was tough I just didn't 
I don't know, I guess when you're in that mindset, you just think everyone is talking about you, everyone's mm. talking behind your back, and you don't want to be that person that everyone mumbles about, everyone talks about. And that might not necessarily be happening, but in your mind, that's the reality. And so for me, that looked like I went to a different ward, which was fine. Everyone there was so lovely, but there weren't any of my friends. Well, there was a couple of friends that were there, and so I'd go sit by them. So that would help me feel a little bit more secure and going. But there were a couple Sundays where it was a struggle to get out of bed just mm. to go to church. I didn't, I didn't want to. And so having that mentality was, was a bit scary looking back. Yeah, it was just something so foreign to me mm. at that time was me not wanting yeah. to go to church. And how I dealt with that was just the consistency. I didn't necessarily want to go, but I knew that just going there, being in that presence, being in that spiritual environment, would just help. Yeah. Even if it was just a little bit, just to just to help, I don't know, just lift my spirits for a couple of hours. It was just, it was something. And so that consistent effort of going every Sunday really, really helped shift my mindset. To be honest, there were some Sundays where I would just be sitting there, I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of this. But then there would be that one talk, that one testimony, that one spiritual experience that someone would share and I'd be like, okay, this makes this pretty yep. worth it. And you know, like, that was for me. Like, yeah. I needed to hear that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess just going every Sunday eventually helped. And then I do remember there was probably my busiest month of my entire year. I had multiple exams, multiple tests due, I had, there were, then we had general conference, a ward conference, and then a special conference. I think two, two general authorities, the Relief Society president and someone else, came down to, to where I was. And it just felt so overwhelming at the time, but I was like, I'm making this conscious effort to go to general conference, to state conference, and to this woman's broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the women's broadcast and one of the speakers literally felt like they were speaking directly to me. They were talked about a family member who'd gone, literally gone through divorce and how that had affected their family and how church had helped. And it literally felt like he was talking to me. And I remember that was also a turning point that year. That just helped me feel like Heavenly Father was looking out for me had my mm. back one of my favorite scriptures since seminary is proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all thine heart lean not unto thine own understanding and that's just been like a mantra almost for me mm. it's like when things don't go right just trust in the lord there's always a plan there's always going to be a solution and it might not be my solution that I'm thinking yeah but it's all going to work sure. out in the end and so looking back I can definitely see his hand in everything that I did, in every yeah. way he helped. And I'm just so grateful for this gospel now, more, more so now that I can look back on that learning experience mm. and just be like, wow, he's got my back. If he had my back then, why wouldn't he have yeah, it now? for sure. And so no matter what I do, I'm just like, oh, I'm just so grateful these days. Grateful for even the little things, like when it rains and my car was dirty, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Cleaning. And so it's just little things like that. It's just the perspective yeah. that it gives us. I One thing that I love about your story and the way that you responded throughout that time is that you made a conscious effort to put yourself in a position 
where you'd be able to feel the spirit. Yeah. Even if you didn't feel like it or even if it felt like it was mundane and not very meaningful at the time, mm. you put yourself in church, made that effort to yeah. be somewhere where you might receive some kind of support, not cutting off that option. Mm. Is that hard for you? Consciously making that effort to be in a position to feel the spirit? Oh, definitely. Six days out of the week, I'm dealing with personal stuff, right? Yeah. And then there's this one Sunday a week where I would be giving my time to him. And so there might have been a little bit of selfishness where I'm like, I just want to wallow in my self-pity. I just want to not have to do anything. Yeah. But making sure if everything else in my life was turning to custard, the one thing I could count on was Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Mm. And so by going to church, it just helped reset my week. And so even if I had a bad week and I really didn't want to go to church, I knew deep down that I had to go just to get that spiritual upliftment. Mm. and having that reset just helps start your whole week on a different level. I like that because I always think of that painting that everyone knows of Jesus standing at the door. Yeah. Like he's right there. He's always there. Mm. Same with Heavenly Father. They're always there ready to help us, but we have to make the choice to let them in. And it's so easy to keep them out, especially when we're feeling that way, you know, going through hard times. We're like, nobody understands me. There's no point. Yeah. It's so easy to feel that way, but to let him in makes such a big difference. I think another thing was I was in Young Women's at that time, like I was one of the counsellors, and whether it was the year before or it was that year, that was one of the yearly youth themes was that picture of him. He's Ah. there. I think it was Ask and You Shall Receive. Yes. That was one of the youth themes. And so I think that was also on my mind. I could, like the Young Women's president brought up that picture quite a bit and so that was vividly on my mind I mean, if I, I literally can't do anything on my own I think this experience was mm. a very humbling experience right. and I can't do anything on my own he's there he's waiting he's ready he's literally there lifting you up when you cannot walk and he's there waiting for you to open up the door to let him help come and help you mm. and I also having that understanding that no matter what we go through he's already done it He already knows. He understands every single thing that we've ever gone through. And so I can't be selfish and wallow in self-pity because he already knows what I'm feeling and going through. And so I just need to pick myself up. (laughs) Eventually manage to pick myself up. Yeah. What a trooper. Just keep going. Keep going. Like that one foot in front of the other. And sometimes progress might seem slow. Yeah. Or I feel like when you're in those moments, it feels like you're not getting anywhere. Mm. But like this, that scripture says, small and simple things will bring great things to pass. Yeah. And over time, it will make all the difference. I think one of the other really important emotions I was feeling at the time would have been embarrassment. Mm. I think when you go through certain trials in your life and you're thinking that everyone's talking about you you can feel that embarrassment and it's not I don't know how to explain it it's just I guess you have certain expectations in your mind and being in the church there's yeah. certain things a that lot more of those. we're almost expected to attain in our lives and so I'd had this beautiful marriage and it didn't work out and that was neither of our faults it was just life that's mm. what happens sometimes but still just having that embarrassment feeling like a failure feeling like you could have done more but that's just how it's run its course Mm -hmm. and trying to get over that mindset is something else that I think can be really tough when you're going through trials whether it's embarrassment or failure or just that negativity of 
it didn't work out why did it not work out how could it not yeah. work out did you feel like it was your fault at the time you know like i should have done something or everyone else's marriages seem to be fine yeah i think there's always that sort of mindset when when you go through things like this yeah i was i was gutted and it's not something that you want to go through yeah but at the end of the day in the long term if this is what you have to do in order to to get better and to be better and to grow then it's just kind of what you have to do. And it sucks at the time. But, it yeah, in order to grow and to learn and to get better, it's just, I mm. guess, yeah, you have to make the hard decisions sometimes in your lives. And we never get anything that we can't handle in life. Yeah. Um, But, man, he really puts you to the test. <laughs> he, he does. He really puts, your, puts you in, in the trenches and gets you working. Yeah. And it, it is interesting that dynamic you mentioned of the social expectations in the church, but then your reality, you know, because mm. people maybe feel like it's always best to stay, but there are definitely situations where it's better to leave. And you'd know that within your heart. It's your life, your marriage, your situation. To receive that guidance through the Spirit on your own and to take your own course of action is important, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What's something that you've learned that could be advice for other YSA that might be experiencing their own difficult experiences I always say Proverbs 3 5 when you can't trust in the Lord trust in someone that you trust hmm. if that makes sense whether that's family whether it's a friend but always keeping the Lord at the center of things for me what my journey looked like was when things got tough I turned to church turned to family because that's what I knew that's what I knew helped center me and that's what I knew I trusted at the end of the day. And so developing a foundation that you can fall back on is always important. I had amazing friends that were there to support me when my family couldn't be mm. there physically. And so I had this foundation that I could fall back on. And I was I'm incredibly thankful and lucky for mm. that. Yeah. To have those people around you that know you, get you, love you, will support you. Yeah. And yeah, maintaining a strong spirit with church, whether it's... If it's not going to church, it's looking like going to YSA activities. It's going to give service, just hanging out with the missionaries for an hour or so. Just something that keeps your spirit alive, mm. keeps that flower growing, that seed growing, that f mustard seed of faith, keep that growing so that Satan can't chip away at you. Yeah. yeah. You reminded me of a scripture that's been going through my mind over the past week. It's Abraham 2.16. It says, therefore, eternity was our covering and our rock and our salvation as we journeyed. I just like the idea of having an eternal perspective on things, which can be hard in those times. But the scripture says that eternity was their covering, their rock, their salvation as they journeyed. So not at the end, but mm. throughout everything that they were going through at the time, eternity was what kept them going and what was their foundation. Mm. I think in the moment, it's really tough to see what the next mm. day is going to look like, what the next week is going to look like, what the next month, year is going to look like. Now, me saying now that I'm out of that, I can definitely see the benefits of that and how that works for me in my eternal perspective. And yeah, the hardest part is being in that moment yeah. and thinking about the eternal perspective. And so when you are in those sort of situations where you're really bogged down, not worrying about the eternal perspective, just trying to work on yourself and then eventually finding your way back to your eternal perspective. Mm. But always having an eternal perspective in mind, definitely. 
definitely yeah. helps. I agree. You made me think of another question. What do you think is things that we can do as YSA to prepare for eternal marriage? Oh, that is a great That's question. part of eternity. Gosh, that is a good question. I think... I remember talking to so many YSA, I, my husband and I, we led a YSA workshop about marriage. My husband and I had been married for about six months. It's <laughs> long enough, longer but, I mean, than the YSA. But we'd known each other for, gosh, going on 20 years. Wow. So we'd made, developed a friendship. So it was really interesting at that time when we were preparing, I was asking all of my friends what were the things that scared them about marriage or what were their reservations about getting married. And there were a lot of things about losing their independence. Yeah, that was a big one. Losing their independence, not knowing if they're going to marry the right person, getting caught up in things too early, just things like that. And so it was really interesting to see all of the different things that people are concerned about when it comes to dating and marriage. One way to prepare... I think it's early on developing some self-reliance in yourself. Because mm. if you're dating someone and you think you're going to marry them and then it just you end up breaking up and it turns to custard or whatever, if you can fall back on knowing that you can support yourself, then that would be really good. But also not being so independent that you push the other person away. And so it's being open to changes, open to developing as a couple. No marriage is perfect. No marriage is easy breezy it's all about developing your personalities and developing as a couple I think when you're in that space to date and to get to know people it's also being open to learning about the other person to growing with the other person and compromising sometimes but also not compromising yourself if that makes sense did that even answer the question (laughs) yes you've given me a lot to think about oh you're so welcome um So I'm obviously not married, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a big part of preparing to be married is working on yourself. Definitely. It's what you said, Mm. but making sure that you know yourself, what works for you, what doesn't. And then when you meet other people, you don't have to change yourself too much or go back on who you are Mm. for them. But um, Mm. to know who you are so that when someone else comes into your life, you can work together instead of like... yeah. Yeah. No, what was it? I remember my cousin and I, we were talking about qualities that we, we made a list of the classic Every, list of qualities does that. that you want. And young um, women's, they made us do it like 10 times. Exactly, right? No, we, we wrote down qualities that we were looking for in a potential future husband. And what we did was next to those qualities, we wrote down two or three things that we needed to improve on in ourselves in order to fulfill that goal for ourselves. So it goes to church regularly, for for example. I'd make sure that for myself, I was attending church, I was fulfilling my callings and, and paying tithing and, and being active as a church mm. member, not passive. And so I think when you're making those lists of attributes, it's not just about what you want, it's about reflecting what you want as well. So yeah. developing those traits in, within yourself so that you attract those traits they did used to tell us that like be the type of person that you would want to be with yeah it's so cliche but it's also so true Mm. (laughs) you can't just expect to have a perfect person come into your life when you're not working on yourself yeah that reminds me of out of Ukdov if you expect the perfect person what makes you think they'll go for you (laughs) love how straight up he was with that one that was so good (laughs) but it's, it's so true you have to be the type of person that you want in a partner. You can't just expect someone that's like tidy and clean if you yourself don't tidy and clean, you know? (laughs) And so definitely making sure that you yourself are ready for marriage. You might think you are, 
but and then and you are and that's fantastic you might think you are and you're not and that's also fine it's I think one thing from my journey is I've realized it's all about the Lord's timing Mm. When I met my husband and first started dating him, I did not think that I wanted to date. This is my current husband. I was adamant that I was not going to be dating for another like two, three years. I don't know. Mm. It was some random day. I just didn't, I wasn't in that mindset of wanting to date. I didn't want to be dating. I was wanting to work, literally work on myself and yeah. and develop as a person and just enjoy YSA because that's what it's for it's to enjoy YSA enjoying time with friends and like-minded people and then sure enough like a month later after I'd admittedly said this to my friends we started dating (laughs) (laughs) it would have been like summer I know right and so they still laugh about it to this day but it's just it's one of those things where you just you never know but the Lord does and Mm. so it's always about trusting him trusting his timing and knowing that if it's in the Lord's hands it's all going to work out Mm. how it's supposed to as long as you're also doing your part yeah and yeah I was going to ask about that how did the Lord fit into this especially with a marriage relationship it's you and your husband Mm -hmm. you and your wife Mm -hmm. how does the Lord fit into that but I like that you mentioned that to trust in him always and you made me think of how we need to be prepared to receive his blessings as well Mm -hmm. just like when you receive promptings if you're not in tune with the spirit or not in a mindset when you're ready to receive it you'll miss it yep I guess it would be the same with opportunities and oh definitely things like that yeah if I truly wasn't in the mindset of wanting to be married then I wouldn't have been married but Heavenly Father understood that I was in a place where I was open to that Mm. and so he led the way for us to to attain that goal he knows us better than we know oh, ourselves. Oh, he really does. <laughs> it's a good example of that. Yeah. Oh, I think about it all the time. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Of course you knew. Of course I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it all worked out for it, the best. It all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. And I can truly testify that Heavenly Father, he's got our back. He, Jesus Christ, he's got our back. Holy mm-hmm. Ghost is really there to give us promptings from Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And we just need to be in the place to, to go out and do it. I think it was Alder Bednar, he said, or something along the lines of kind of always being ready so that when the prompting comes, we're ready to go. Yeah. Not preparing ourselves for the prompting, but being ready for it. Right. And so my husband says, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Oh, I like that. <laughs> stay um, ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. If you stay ready, if you, you stay ain't ready. got to get ready. It's <laughs> very true. And so prepare yourselves, but also being in this almost state of readiness Mm. so that when the time comes, you're just ready to go. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. I don't think, yeah, it does make sense. And I don't think that means that you'll never be scared to take Mm. that step. Oh, definitely. I remember out of bed and I talked about that scripture when Nephi was going to get the plates from Mm -hmm. Laban Mm. and he received a prompting from the spirit. So he was ready, he received it Mm. and he didn't know what he was going to do beforehand. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I went forth. That's Mm -hmm. what he said. Nevertheless, I went forth. So stay ready so you don't have to get ready and then act. Even if you're scared, if you know it's a Mm. good thing, if you have that confirmation that it's from Heavenly Father, just do it and trust him. It literally took Nephi and his brothers three times to get the plates. And I'm sure they would have been scared every single time. 
Mm. And it wasn't until the third time that they were successful. So sometimes if at first you don't succeed, try try again. Try again. (laughs) Those times you don't succeed can really get you down though. Especially if it's multiple times, like three times to fail before succeeding. I know. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But it's something else that I've heard where it's those that don't learn, never try. And so if light bulb took so many times before it actually worked, same thing with, with trials and tests. If we don't try, That's so true. then we won't learn. And so rather than thinking of the failures as failures, think of them as learning opportunities yes. because they help us improve and learn and grow. And eventually Thomas Edison created the light bulb, right? You made me think of how grateful I am that Heavenly Father is so patient with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so of patient. myself and the things that I always say, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, it's just like New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah. You're so set on them at the start <laughs> of the year and you're like, this is going to be great. And then a month in. The 2nd of January. <laughs> or the 2nd of January. It doesn't happen. And that happens spiritually as well to mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I get really frustrated with myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my goodness, why am I doing this? I said I was going to be consistent. I set these goals and I felt the spirit. But to feel that despite... Our shortcomings, Heavenly Father is so patient with us and mm-hmm. he's always there at the door ready for us to get back up to try again because, like you said, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's just part keep, of the process. Yeah, keep going. This life was not made for us to take the easy path. We, we're made to have trials so that they can help us learn and grow and develop and hopefully eventually one day return and live with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And I do love that... No matter where we are in life, whatever kingdom we aspire to is where we will feel comfortable. Yes. And so no matter where you are at in your life, no matter where you feel comfortable, know that where you end up is where you will be comfortable. Mm. Whether that is with, with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, whether that's with family, friends. And so try your best. Don't let the environments around you mm. take away from your growing opportunities and just keep swimming. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming. No, thank you for sharing your experiences. It ties back to our scripture to look unto him in every thought, mm. to doubt not, to fear not. Even and probably especially when you don't know what's to come, mm-hmm. it's when we should be trusting him the most. Definitely. Because he's the only one that knows what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. And so why not trust someone that can see the end? Yeah, and someone who loves you so much. Mm-hmm. He would never do anything that would put us in harm's way, mm-hmm. that would lead us down a path where we could never succeed. Things that we experience are for our benefit. Any final words of advice for us? Satan is going to try his very best to veer you off course. Yeah. Um, but... It's making sure that you always turn back to Heavenly Father. Put yourself back in that spiritual position. One analogy I think Albedna shared that I always think of and I absolutely love is that in in a bright room, as soon as the lights turn off, the darkness engulfs the room so quickly. Mm. But even the smallest glimmer of light can break through that entire darkness. And so when we feel like we're in absolute darkness... When Satan's completely engulfed us, the littlest bit of light that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ shine through, we will be able to find it because Mm. it will break through that darkness. And so always try and find the light. That's such good advice. But always, yeah, always just try and 
turn your sights to to someone that loves you, cares about you and trusts you, and that's Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, they will always have your back, no matter what. It might not feel like it sometimes, but they, they're just waiting for you. They're literally just waiting for you. Mm. So just come back. Well, thank you. Thanks Summer, for having me. For sharing all of your experiences and your wisdom. My, my many, many years of wisdom. Many years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.